Welcome back to the 10 week pro wrestling crash course. My name is Jeff. I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan and I'm teaching Elliot. He's not here yet. All about I pro. Have, oh, no. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to think of what I should say. I always you, you always do such a good job in every podcast you do of like setting up the next person. And I don't mean to shit on Eric and Mark and myself. But all three of us just don't do it as good as you. Like the, you you set it up for us, and we're always just like, "Hey, yeah." Like, Eric, Eric, the amount of times I've heard Eric go, "Hey, how's is, it going?" That's his. And that's exactly race. how he this is. is how's but it in, going in real life too? Yeah. I remember like going into work when he used to be my actual boss, and he'd be like, "Hey," and like do that finger pointing thing at you, like, "Hey, you're here." Like, so it's very him, but it's also like, yeah, we really. You set him up, and we were just like, oh, yeah, talk, idiot. Anyway, Elliot is a wrestling know-nothing, but I've been teaching him over the past five to six weeks here all about pro wrestling, showing him matches, teaching him terms. And uh, this week, our word of the day is promo. Now, I think you might know what a promo is, maybe. So I don't know if you remember this conversation we had. It was a couple of years ago. Um, when I was trying to convince you and our mutual friend Scott to play Dungeons and Dragons together, yeah, and I don't think either of you guys had played before. Then Correct. I, I, I had be played wrong. a little bit, almost none. But yeah, so you guys are still fairly new, um, and you had suggested like trying to do like a wrestling one, and so uh, I did some research about about a wrestling one, and found that half of it was like actual wrestling. Yeah. And then the other half was like cutting promos. Um, and that's the first time I had really, I mean, I understood the promo thing and, and stuff like that. But like when I was reading the rules of that tabletop RPG, it really kind of helped like establish what you're trying to do. And the tabletop RPG was kind of cool because it was like, oh, like you kind of grade the person's like promo and that gives them buffs for the match. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool, unique idea. Like, I if think I'm familiar with that game. One. I think it's Worldwide Wrestling or something. Where it's something uh, like that. I had listened to a podcast of them play it, and uh, they actually had a wrestler with them, and it, I found it entertaining. But I, I'm looking more at the long term storytelling, which I think we've discussed on this show is so important to wrestling. Is that long term years of storytelling, knowing the characters, and it all building up. Um, and I don't. I didn't think that game particularly suited that. And right. I don't think anyone's yet to make a great wrestling tabletop RPG, but which we will be doing at some point. And if you don't, we need to cut that part out so that we can be the ones that do that. Yeah, the there you go. But so. it's well, they haven't done it yet. I don't think hearing That's this. Right. Yeah. So well, you, yeah. <laughs> so you know, cutting a promo is basically an interview or just someone verbally taking their opponent to task, right? You suck. You're an idiot. There's a really great SNL sketch with The Rock. Um, I'll send it over to you where he they do a fake, you know, like a promo uh, and it gets like intentionally worse. Uh, you know, and, yeah, and it's really is nice. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. Really funny. And of course, it's The Rock who arguably is like the greatest promo man of all time. I okay. mean, like if there's a Mount Rushmore promo, guys, it's like Rock flair uh (laughs) the rock and flair so flair yeah i mean there's rock yeah yeah there's other good ones i'm i'm 
um, more recent ones and stuff like that. But you know, it doesn't. Whatever. Then on Reddit, on Reddit, there is a uh, wrestling promo that co- but pops up every so often, and it is a black guy. Excuse me, and I can't think of his name. And he is doing a promo for these two white guys. He's getting ready to wrestle, and he drops the oh yeah inappropriate word, and you can see his face drop when he does yeah, it's it. Booker T. Where, yeah, okay, it where is... he knows he's like. Damn, I was not supposed to do that. I got way too in character. No, but so, it's always so interesting watching. I watch it every time it pops up on Reddit. Every it's you know, a once in the blue moon, because you can just see how like into it he is, and he's like, "Shit, was not supposed to do that." Is a and you can see promo. him being comforted by like the woman that he's oh, by. Sherry She's Martell. like trying to be like, "It's okay, dude. Like we all know you didn't like meet it like that." But he just like totally for a second drops character. Yeah. And it's just a really good like I'm like, so, "Oh, that's he's a good wrestler because like he's just so into it." You know what I mean? Oh, Booker T is a legend. He's really good. Okay. Um and that promo is legendary. And I don't think he got in yeah. any trouble for it because it automatically his face you know, oh, it's said, oops, I messed up. Doubt. Yeah, you can just tell. It's like, oh, shit, now, I'm going to get talked said, to after this. Booker T is a black man. He's allowed to say that word, right? Contrast that to Vince McMahon scripting himself to say that word on Whoa, air. What's that situation about? Oh, he That's goes up crazy. to, I can't remember who he says it to, but Booker T is nearby in the the. The, the that little cut it's kind of notorious too for obvious okay. reasons but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i guess the other uh, i guess if i'm thinking of it now another promo guy would be cm punk he's kind of legendary for tearing people down with his mic skills so um and then uh yeah, bobby the brain Heenan, like a, there's managers who are guys who are just there to cut promos so like bobby heenan jim Cornette, sherry martell who was in that clip you saw the the woman uh-huh. that comforts him she's a manager she's really good at i love her um gone too soon but yeah so that's i that has nothing to do with our match because frankly right, right. it's goldberg versus hogan and hogan i've never considered a a great promo He's kind of of his era, although his Hollywood Hogan stuff, I felt, was so much better. Um, but Goldberg never talked, right? It, there's a point, okay. like in 98, yeah. I think, where he started talking. But like up until this point, he didn't cut promos. And that was kind of what made him different. He came to the ring. He beat someone's ass in like two minutes and then left. Yeah, because he doesn't lose, right? Like I, I had caught on. He had won like 107 or 108 matches. Yeah, so, losing, right? yeah, that's his whole gimmick is so there have been people who've tried to replicate this again, the undefeated sure. streak. Everybody just goes, You're just doing Goldberg again. It's like the the Goldberg streak is so legendary and it cannot be topped because everyone will just be like, You're just doing Goldberg again. And it yeah. it won't work. And it doesn't matter how good the wrestler is. It's just that Goldberg was like a, 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 a period in time where no one had really done this sort of long term undefeated streak. And also Goldberg looks like he could destroy everyone he's in the ring with. Oh, holy shit. So I I watched this twice like I usually do. Real the second quick. Time was, we watched yeah. from 1998 Monday Nitro, June 6th, June 6th. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan for the world title at the Georgia Dome. Um, and this is the, the first time that Goldberg wins a world championship 
but go ahead. Yeah, so um, so yeah, I watch it twice usually, and the second time is usually with my wife, who um, is becoming a bigger and bigger wrestling fan with every week that passes. So much so that she's like, hey, let's start watching wrestling. Um, and I had to tell her not until we were done with our 10-week thing because I yeah. wanted to do like these 10 weeks and then we can like try it. So we've we've started looking into it um, because I think it is something that we might do. Yeah. Anyway, um, Goldberg comes on and she goes, oh, my mother was in love with him. They had a – I guess they had a Goldberg cardboard cutout in their house. Hell yeah. Um, that scared the shit out of my wife constantly. Um, where she just would see somebody, which like weird shadows scare her half to death. Anyway, I can't imagine like a human looking shadow like being <laughs> any better for her. A Goldberg size um, shadow. But I guess her mother was like, she was like, my mom loved Goldberg, and I was like, oh, even the cool tribal like band tattoo. And she's uh, like, I'm sure. Hey man, people make fun of tribal tattoos. Oh, it was a thing. I'm Goldberg's sure he was the shit yeah. though. That one it was like be... everybody was like, damn, his is dope. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, she was already like in love with Goldberg, um, and I was familiar with Goldberg um, in the sense that everyone talked about him at the lunch table, and I didn't know anything about him, and I yeah. I never even looked into it after. You know, I think the first time I just I saw a picture of Goldberg, I was like, "That's Goldberg," um, and I was like, "Oh, I've seen him before," without realizing it was him. So that's. My Goldberg knowledge was just like everyone would scream Goldberg. Yeah, um, but I was super familiar with Hulk. I mean, like Hogan is like he is to the me. Name. He is the name. Like right. I, I mean, I know The Rock is big and Steve Austin. There's a couple of guys that I'm like, oh yeah, you know them. But like to me, whenever I think of wrestling, I always think of Hulk Hogan. Always, yeah. he's the he's the name. And I and and while it's arguable that. Stone Cold in his peak was more popular than any wrestler ever. Um, Hogan was just on top for so long, and there's so many different, like, generations of kids grew up yeah, with Yeah, what's like, the horrible Hulk Hogan action hero movie? Oh, uh, which one? Okay, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, there's uh, Suburban Commando, which I like, because um, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Um, he's Mr. Nanny. He had a TV show called Thunder in Paradise. That's why he did the whole Hollywood Hogan thing because he did a couple shit oh, movies. I mean, okay. he was he was in Rocky Three. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where the whole Hollywood gimmick okay. comes know, from. That's like, cool. okay. Uh, so and me, I was never a fan of the yellow and red Hulk Hogan. See, that's what I know him from best. Um, right. You know, that's, he that's for me. That's his was the, ripping that yellow shirt, man is so uh, to me, uh, super iconic. Uh, it is, but I never cared. And <laughs> B, I was more into the guys in the middle, like uh, somewhere at this match, you see a guy come to the ring and yeah, now it's I, Kurt Henning on my list. with yeah, the NWO yeah. shirt. That was my guy back in the okay. day. Like when Hogan was wearing the golden red, I was a Mr. Perfect fan. That's who that was. But, um, yeah, so Hogan is the all-time good guy. And back in 1996, he turns bad. And he's Hollywood Hogan, and he pretty much cheats to get everything he wants. He's... Yes, the- I've no- yes, because he choke slams and uh, kicks and pulls off his belt and this Hits fight, him with like- a chair, and yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a cheater. And, and Goldberg was the consummate, like... He's just the the best, right? He goes in there. Everyone he wrestles, he destroys. 
and he does it fair and clean and fast, right? And so going into this, uh, at the beginning of the show, I said, maybe watch that little bit. So you see, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Well, the lead up to this fight, I, I watched, you gave me a mark of like when to go in. Yeah. And I, and I usually watch a little bit before that. I, I try to watch, but like they build this up. Like you can even see like throughout the course of like the night that this looks like it, you can see like as I'm skipping forward to get to the time, I yeah. can see like they're talking about it. But even like the build up was the hype around it before the match. I was like, oh, this is huge. This is huge. And then the match starts and it's a, different story for me but we'll get like into that build but, up was just crazy to me yeah so they did um one of the things they did in this that you may have missed is he had to wrestle scott hall who was the other guy like scott hall and mr perfect who are both on this show were like my favorite guys growing up and um he, goldberg had to beat scott hall as a roadblock because hogan again is cheating he doesn't okay. want a fresh goldberg you got to go wrestle sure. someone else first. And since he's like friends with the guy who runs the place, like that's the whole story is like, he's going to just pull strings to not lose. Right. And sure. um, that's what he does. So by the time we get to the ring, Goldberg's wrestled once. But what I want to talk about is that Goldberg entrance to start, because I know you sent me a, a message that indicated that maybe you weren't the biggest fan of this match. <laughs> we'll get to that. But the lead up, as you were saying, is so good. Like when they it is kind of funny to think back. Someone had mentioned it like Goldberg always came to the ring with security. But someone was like, yo, if he's such a badass, why is he the only one coming to ring with security? You think he'd be able to handle it? But <laughs> anyway, funny. it didn't matter because it was cool. He just to be flanked by guys like on his way to the ring. I still like it. And but everybody's doing the Goldberg chant. Right in the in the right. stadium, Robert. and when it cuts back to him in the hall, you can't hear it anymore. But as he approaches the curtain, you start to hear it outside in in the arena or inside the arena, past the curtain, and it just like hyped me up so much. Like just rewatching this, being like, "Damn, that's good!" Like you hear that chant, and it, it, as he comes to the ring, Goldberg is known for standing in his fireworks because he's a maniac. Yeah. So he stands in his fireworks, and I don't know if you notice this, as they cool down, smoke comes out of his nose. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, that's smoke from the fireworks because he's a maniac. And then he like so he looks like a damn dragon. And then yeah. he like beats up the air all the way to the ring. And then he, he waits for Hogan. So up until that point, and what are your thoughts on this this entrance? I so it does it did hype me up for it. I was like, oh, this is a big thing. There's two belts on the line. Um, his look is really, like, unique. I don't know. There's something about his look where it's really basic to me, right? There's nothing, like... Black trunks. There's no pizzazz, black boots. right? It's all, yeah, the black shin knee guards. and um, But it's, like, such a wrestling outfit to me. Where I'm like, oh, this is what a wrestler looks like, you know? Yeah. Like, well, he, he looks professional like he could be, like... If he was wrestling in the Olympics, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's what you wear. Yeah, he that, was a football you know? player uh, f for the Atlanta Falcons at one point, which they're in Atlanta in the Georgia Dome. Um, so this is like very much a home crowd, too. Uh, and one of the reasons I think Goldberg worked is because he has so much charisma in everything else he does. He's never been great at talking. 
And in my opinion, when he starts talking, it's kind of a detriment. But when he goes through the ring and he's fist punching the air and like after he does a couple of his famous moves in the ring, he kind of pops up, looks at the crowd and does his little hand thing. And everybody's like, oh, my God, like that's what made Goldberg so good. And I think that's something that people kind of miss about because some people don't like Goldberg. They feel he's sort of talentless and. You know, he's really just a big, muscly guy who got booked to always win. And he's not particularly great in the ring, as you may have seen. Well, Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what. If we had watched this as our first match, I would have been like, come on, man. Um, But now I I could see he puts on – I can see his physicality, I guess. Yeah, because he is is, – Bret Hart, whom I love – is famous for hating Goldberg because he blames Goldberg for injuring him into retirement. Um, so Goldberg is kind of an unsafe worker. He never really trained that well, but I don't think it, it's, I think it's unfair to be like, oh, he's a talentless guy because everything else he does is great. Like his charisma and everything is, is Excellent. And he would have reigned in like the 80s and 90s, early 90s, because like this match is actually kind of a time capsule of what made great wrestling matches 10 years ago, Uh, 10 years ago from 98. So like 88, you know, where your your great matches, like the actual good in-ring work was like in the middle of the card. Mm -hmm. But Hogan was such a star that. He would just come to the ring, flop around for a couple minutes, and win, and everybody would lose their shit, right? <laughs> so that's kind of what we're dealing with with this match, right? Yeah. So- okay, so then when we compare, like, Hogan to this, um, his show, his performance is, like, childish isn't the right word that I'm looking for, but there's just, like, something about it where, like, he... I don't know, he's, he's over-emotional about things. Like, he's from a bygone era. Is Yeah, and is that yeah. just that? Is it that just that era that I'm like... He's like, always kind of been, like, playing up. And, and I think what he does is, in the early TV era, right, and in the 80s, they were superheroes, right? Mm. And they were comic book characters come to life on the screen. And I think there are people who did it better then and hogan is one of those guys who was like lightning in a bottle i don't think he's particularly that talented but you can't deny like it's hulk fucking hogan um yeah for sure right and so like he's never been a great wrestler and i think he could he can talk decently like his his promos aren't bad especially his heel promos were pretty good um but his whole thing was say your prayers eat your vitamins and like he was the consummate good guy. And back in the day, all you had to do was be a good guy and people yeah. loved you. And that's what it was. And then as so into the 90s, the mid 90s, people are kind of souring on Hogan. They're like, all right, say your praise, eat your vitamin, man. You know, they're kind of getting sick of it. And this is about the time you start to see Stone Cold come around as being this bad guy that everyone's kind of like, this guy's cool. Right. And so that's why you kind of get the heat, the heel turn of Hogan creating okay. the NWO and all that. So go with me on this. 
there's this Star Wars analogy that a lot of people use where when you're young and watching Star Wars, you love Luke Skywalker, right? It's Luke Skywalker. He's got the lightsaber. He's young like you are, you know. Yeah. And you get older and you're like, well, but like the cool guy, Han Solo, is Han Solo. Han is, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's smooth. He gets the girl. And then you get older and you're like, actually, I kind of like Vader. Like, I get, I like his struggle more. And it's like, as you mature, and I and I used to think that sounds so silly and dumb, but like, I do find like Han and even Vader to be like, cooler figures as I age. Because I, I don't know if it's because I'm aging and my brain has changed or my thought processes have or just life in general has really shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I'm like, no, I, I, I find myself leaning more towards like getting what Vader's about. Um, do you think that's a, the thing with wrestling where like you, a lot of people grew up and when it got really big, it's like Hogan is the hero. And as people kind of aged up a little bit, like they found themselves being more into the heels. Absolutely. I think okay, that's exactly so it's a very what happened. Similar, okay. And then in like the nineties were kind of that edge thing. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of edgy in the nineties and we like punk music and, um, yeah, for sure. And I think that analogy is perfect for, uh, kind of what happens like heels nowadays are like more popular yeah. and, um, while there are exceptions, but I think, in wrestling, you kind of have to go through a bad guy phase nowadays to actually get popular. Okay. Um, because like, like Ray Mysterio from episode one, right? His son Dominic is wrestling now, and he was teamed with his dad, and they were buddies, and they'd go in with their his dad and wrestle with his dad, and everybody's like, "This sucks," you know, like this is boring. We don't want this. And he turns heel and he joins a bad guy group and he spends one night in prison and he comes out (laughs) and he thinks he's this hardened thug and it's so good. Right. And it just like you could be so much more creative as a bad guy. And yeah, and it allows for more creative freedom. Right. When you're a good guy, it kind of gets stuck. And that's kind of why Austin was such a revelation because uh, he was really just a heel. And then people just started liking him, you know? Yeah. And then that's sort of a thing that keeps happening now is like that's the the, the way you get popular is you be a, a bad guy long enough, you become the hero, sort of opposite Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel him. Yeah. Um, um and I well, you so, know, no, go ahead, sorry. I lost track of thought. Go ahead. No, so the first note I had, um I literally wrote egos. So um, tell me a little bit about the egos in general. Like, how big of an ego does Hogan have? Because he's Hulk Hogan. How big of an ego does Goldberg have? Woo. Like at this point, these are two um, good people to talk about. Because I, that's what that that's what kind of threw me off. Especially when the fight first starts, like they both give off that whole like, people are here for me, they're not here for you. I definitely got both of those vibes off of both of those guys. That's good work then on their part. Right. I think that's what Hogan should be doing because he's the bad guy. Right. <laughs> right. And he's also Hulk fucking Hogan. Um, now, these two are kind of notorious for their egos. Hulk famously had creative control over his character. So if anyone did something that he didn't like, he'd say, 
that doesn't work for me, brother, is the famous sort of right. backstage line. Yeah, he yeah, would just yeah. pull his cards. And there's times where people have blamed him, and a lot of it's hearsay, but blamed him for not losing when he should have, like just kind of like generally kind of keeping himself on top. But my thing is, why wouldn't you if you could? Sure. Yeah. Right. And so I get that. But then there are guys like Chris Jericho who who try to get other people and bring them up with him. And, and there's people who are like, there's plenty of room up here, you know, yeah. uh, but Hogan is kind of known now. I don't know how true that is, but I, from what I've seen, I kind of believe it is like, a, hey, just stay back a little bit. Like I'm on top. Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan. Um, that being said, Goldberg needed to win this match because he was the red hot thing. And we'll get into like the ratings and stuff of that. But Goldberg uh, is kind of known now as and again, I don't really like he's like, if you want me to come back and wrestle, you got to pay me what it's worth. Like he knows that if he shows up on TV, it's going to be a big deal and he wants to get the money he deserves. Yeah. And some people, again, kind of like like the hardcore wrestling guys are like, oh, it's all about the money. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, he didn't grow up loving this. He sure. fell into it. You know, it's not like Bret Hart, who's grew up with it, and his dad grew up with it, and you know, it's just in his blood, and he's going to wrestle as long as he can. I get it, right? Um, so yeah, they both are known for kind of having those egos, um, for sure. And there are a lot of other things that people, when you get on top, you kind of can move you know, your weight around and yeah, like generally speaking, Vince McMahon would really only listen to John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, you know, like those handful of guys. So definitely a big thing. So I, I should say one of the reasons this match is kind of a big deal is on free TV. Yeah. Um, and they even mentioned that as it's going on, that that's even brought up. Yeah. So one of the arguments in this era because like we talked about before, they have 12 pay-per-views a year. Matter of fact, that following Sunday, right. they had I Bash see, yes. at the Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I which is that. like one of their big, bigger pay-per-views. And the whole thing is just like, why did they give this away? Like, this is the hottest possible match they could have put on. There's no match in their back pocket that they could have put on to draw better than this at this era. None. And, you know, the guy who ran the company, Eric Bischoff, has been like, well, you know, he'll make excuses for it. He's basically just, just what he does. But right. the, they gave it away on free TV. Now, at this time, WWE has started kicking WCW's butt. And so this is like, one, of, if not the last time, uh, one of the last times they beat WWE in the ratings. Okay. Um, and then about two, three years later, they're out of business. Oh, so <laughs> like they go from, yeah. they go in 1997 and 98 being red hot to 2001. They are bought out by Vince McMahon for like $4 million, which wow. is not a lot of money. Not even, yeah, 98, 99, yeah. Yeah, for a full wrestling company. Wow. Right? And so they, it was a disaster. Um, but anyway, that's kind of like they're popping this big rating, and that's kind of like, eh, all right. Anyway, that's all the surrounding stuff. 
all the announcers familiar to you now, or at least yeah. they should be. Yeah, the voice I recognize. Yeah, even the the first guy, the one guy who knows all everything, I recognize yep. his voice right away. Mike Tanay, gotta love yes. the professor. Yes, Mike Tanay, Tony yeah. Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, the greatest manager slash color commentator of all time, and great booth. I love this booth. I think they do a great job of telling you what's going on. They're all three. And this is kind of an interesting era because it was NWO versus WCW. So these, this booth is totally biased, right? Sure. All of them are like Goldberg. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. 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 You know, that doesn't happen that much, uh, which is kind of what made it in- interesting. Um, So they get to the ring, the bell rings. What'd you yeah. think? Okay. So I, I, I did kind of have that whole, like, okay, when's it going to happen kind of feeling? Like, okay, like, let's let shit get real now. Um, they they kept referencing, like, how Hogan was cheating about things. And that made it easier for me to follow of catching him cheat, you know, right? Like, um, kneeing, uh, I think he knees Goldberg in the balls at one yeah, point. Yeah, it does, like, a rear leg um, kick thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he choke chokes him, you know. And everything he's doing is so blatantly in front of the ref. Right. Because here's the thing. One of the the long running rules in professional wrestling is that a title cannot change hands on a disqualification. Right. right? So Hogan beating the shit out of the guy with the chair. You're like, that makes sense. Right. It's not. It's what he's. That's what Hogan would do. I'm just going to go out there and get disqualified. It's fine. I so I don't I really don't have a lot of notes for this fight because it's a pretty standard like wrestling match. It's kind of what like I would expect to see if I just turned on yeah you know a wrestling match ran- randomly going through the channels. That I, I I'm not like blown away by anything. I I wrote uh, let's see Goldberg takes um, Hogan's belt away and I found that really funny because like Hogan like freaks out because Hogan had been beating him with his belt. And then Goldberg takes the belt and like Hogan's just like, oh, please don't hit me, sir. Like, yeah, it was very like played up that I was like, oh, you're being too playful. I'm not like digging this. Yeah. Um, And then like it's just kind of it's just going. It's happening. It's nothing crazy. I'm not like I'm not like disinterested. The, co- the commentary really is what's keeping me in it because they do such a good job of describing everything. Like the disqualification stuff is brought up. You know, they're showing how Hogan's cheating and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, and then those guys come in out of like nowhere. They're just those. You recognize any of them? them? I kind of did, but it's so quick and and it's so in passing that like, yeah, they're just there and then they're gone. Yeah, because like, this kind of plays into the pay per view that's coming okay. up. So Hogan is main eventing that pay per view, and those are his guys, right? Some of the two, the two, the one because there's two guy and two guys and one guy, right? Right. So the first guy is Kurt Hennig, aka Mr. Perfect, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's with Hogan, right? And okay. uh, he is out there. That's when you kind of see it when you're like, I remember watching live. Like, here it goes Hogan's going to cheat to win. This is bullshit. And yeah. um, and then. Out comes Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Utah Jazz power forward Carl Malone. They come to the ring. That's right. NBA legend Carl Malone. That's who that was. I, you know what I mean? I didn't, I should have looked it up because he looked so, you know, familiar to me. 
But I was just, but they're so gone. They're gone so quickly. Like, yeah, because it's someone really just kind of like tackles somebody and then like, it's just like happening on the floor. And you don't even see it. Yeah, it's it's really just. Um, and the commentators don't really they acknowledge it, but like, it's a very brief thing. Well, so, they mention that. So it's kind of like one of those things where you have to know the whole story. So I didn't tell you. Hogan's full match, but Hogan's on the pay-per-view and he's wrestling against Carl Malone and DDP. Okay. Who are those two guys that beat up Kurt Henry. Right, right, right. But who's his partner? Any guesses? Oh. I should, should I be able to guess who his partner is? You have heard of Don't Think Wrestler. If Carl oh. Malone's in there, who would Carl Malone wrestle against? Oh, who would Carl Malone? In the 90s. <laughs> I had a super inappropriate joke about Carl Malone that was coming up, like, oh, the young woman that he uh, tried to get with, but that's terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know who's his rival. Who's in the, in the, who's NBA, in the NBA? Is it Larry Bird? No, bitch. All right. Okay. The 90s. I, 1998. Look, who look, was in the NBA in 1998? What was happening? I, I, look, I'm a football guy. I... Yeah, but you've know. heard of the Bulls. Oh, is the it really? Oh, it's Bulls. Rodman. It's Rodman. It's then, Dennis right? Rodman. Yeah. There you go. So he's got to wrestle right. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, that's okay. the whole that's reason. Legit. That's the whole reason that happens. Well, Dennis Rodman okay. apparently sucks. So Chris well, Jericho, yeah. who was like, he was talking about. It. He's like, that wasn't so bad. He's like, uh, he's like, Carl Malone is real respectful and tried his best. And Rodman was an asshole. And you know, yeah, well, like, his oh, best that. friend's Kim Jong Il or whoever. So yeah. like, you know. Yeah. So uh I that's what that's about. So Okay, I, so it's hyping it's hyping the big pay per view. Yeah. So I think the reason this match is kind of interesting for you is because this is why I didn't like Hogan that much, is because he didn't do shit in the ring. He'd claw their back, he'd do a leg drop. And it like it just wasn't good wrestling. Like I grew up with guys who would actually put on a show, but um, so Goldberg wins. Did you predict the winner? Of course you. Yeah, did. I I I mean Goldberg. It was an undefeated match. I didn't think he was going to lose. Um, Hogan uh, to me visually, um, looks like worn leather at this point. He looks old compared to Goldberg. Like when they first start, you're just like, oh, he looks like an old man compared to Goldberg, and I'm I'm sure that's because Goldberg's probably in the prime of his, you know, health. And yeah, Hogan does is no slouch; he could take me, but like he just looks, he just looks old. He looks old to me, you know. Yeah, you well, tell. he is, yeah. but he's also been bald since he was twelve. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I, but he looks just so like he looks. Let me tell you, this look though, when he comes out and he's got that weird hat on. And but the so he's normally just got the Fu Manchu and the blonde hair, but the evil Hulk Hogan has the black beard with the the bleach blonde Fu Manchu. It looks awesome. I was yeah. into it. I was like, it looks cool. He does but, the uh, signature shirt rip too, which I yeah. was like, I dig. I you know. Um but there are a couple but, problems here. Like he does his finishing move, but the camera work is bad and like the timing of it. Like it was supposed to be a bigger deal that Goldberg kicked out of Hogan's finishing move, but it just kind of okay. was like it was kind of choppy and weird where the camera was focusing on DDP when it should have been in the ring and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I I got that feeling too. I I felt that. I like I said, I I didn't like hate this, but I I was also just like, oh. And then when he does win, it's kind of just like he kind of parades around for a minute or two, and then like because it's on, well, I'm watching it on um, Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, it just it's over. It's just over. You're like, oh, okay, I guess we're done for the night. Like the episode just ends. Yeah. Um. So my other question I wanted to ask you. Um, let me see. I think I wrote it down. I want to word it properly. Um, did that happen on a Monday night? I know it was yes. on Monday night. Is there a delay at all or is it like live? I mean, there might be a delay of some kind, but it's not a long delay. That okay. was a I live didn't know event. if it was like, you know, like um, the Tonight Show tapes at five o'clock in the afternoon no, no, no. for an 11 o'clock show. If there's a delay, it's like seconds, you know, 30 okay. seconds just to make sure. No yeah, so it's nothing crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, like that was kind of Monday Nitro's thing, and they had a hard out, I'm sure, because that's a big thing that live. But TV they were shows. also like the highest rated program in television. They actually had a way to swing their dick around a bit to yeah. be like, yeah, but what are we going to cut to? You know, like a rerun of NCIS. No, bitch. but that's what they. But that's what seems like <laughs> happens. Like they, it yeah. looks like they do just do like a hard out where they're just like, eh. they don't. They're, yeah. they, I don't even know if they were like good night. I think they're even like okay, we'll see. Ya. And then, like they like they, it's like cut off mid sentence. Yeah, where I was like, that's oh, kind of what okay. happened. But so uh, yeah, I don't know if I was just like, oh, it was kind of a hard out, but it was fine too. It was like this is what you wanted. We sent you home happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, because then they do parade around that. They parade around the fact that this was on for anybody to watch, like. Like which, it's some amazing kind of thing, which I'm sure it must it have was. been. Then, right? Yeah, this should not have been on TV. Is the yeah. whole thing? Like, um, I mean, wrestling was kind of moving a little bit closer to that, and there have been times where WWE would give away some pretty good stuff, um, but this should not have been on TV, right? It, this like, I mean, I still think it, one of the things is it gets kind of made to be too big of a deal because they're like they should have put it on pay per view. I'm like, they put this on pay per view, they make. an extra million dollars and they go out of business in March uh, 2001 just like they would have anyway right it's not that big of a deal that they didn't Um, but generally speaking you'd want to save this where you could charge people 60 bucks for it so okay so this kind of comes to my next point about getting into wrestling first off if you're watching one brand it's a lot of TV right already um so not as much back in the day. Today, okay, so it's like so. I would say back in the day, it's comparable like AD, AEW now. AEW has three hours of weekly TV, okay. whereas WWE has like six or more. <laughs> like they have an well, insane so amount. I, I notice. I was noticing that this the um, was two hours and twenty minutes or nineteen minutes long without yeah. commercials. Right. Is that over a three-hour period of TV then? Yes. So okay. Nitro at this time was running for three hours. Um, All right. Which, again, is a lot of... Uh, Eric Bischoff, the guy who runs WCW at the time, sort of attributes to being one of the downfalls. Is just like, they made me want to run for three hours. Now all my talent's getting oversaturated, you know. Because one of the things about wrestling back in the day was, I would hope... Oh, come on, let Mr. Perfect be on this episode. And he wasn't. Yeah. I'm like, bummed. Oh, damn it. And but when he came on, it was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, and I think that and this is the era now we're kind of moved into where it's just like 
everybody's on every episode every week. And so there is that saturation. And, uh, but usually, uh, Monday night shows are two hours is kind of like the new rule for your sort of flagship show. Um, and then like, you might have some other shows, but back. So again, not to compare, like I said, Tess and I were thinking about like getting into, um, we thought maybe NXT cause that's the minor nope. league. Right. <laughs> yeah. But so like it's on on Tuesdays and you can watch it on Peacock on Wednesdays. And so we were like, Oh, but is it like three hours of like watching? Cause like, that's a lot. Um, because like, what we do, what I do, here's what I do when I come home, right? I We watch a show um, until like 7 or 8 o'clock. And then we kind of go off and do our own thing for an hour or two, whether that's me playing a game or me reading. And then like that's my night during the yeah. nights, you know? So I was like, oh, is our thing going to be like a two-hour chunk? Like once a week, this is our thing? Um, because like now, and you know, these episodes are coming out as we're recording, but like, um, the Mandalorian is on, right? And it's right. on every Wednesday for the next 10 weeks. So like, that's our Wednesdays when we come home, right? That's our thing we do together before we break off and don't speak to each other for the rest of the night. You know, I before I go off and play video games and she goes off and crochets or whatever it is that women do, I don't know. You know, it's it's that. So I was like, oh, is our is our thing going to be like a two-hour thing every like week now? Because like, that's I a big thing. I spent two hours with you? But like, no, 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 not to, but like to get into wrestling, like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, do I need to commit? Like, how many hours a week do I need to commit to get into it? I, do I personally, need four? what do I, I need six, what I watch. Here's how I take in wrestling now, and and I am. There are people who are hardcore and they watch every minute of this shit. And as a kid, that would have been me. But as an adult who has to raise a kid and spend time with my wife and do work. And I have multiple podcasts. I can't, I can't commit that kind of time. Um, what I do is I subscribe to the AEW and WWE YouTube channel. And then I watch whatever shit that looks interesting. (laughs) Okay. So, um, like currently, uh, we're in the road to WrestleMania which is not a mistake. Right. I purposely timed the show to do that. You know, first episode came out right after the Royal Rumble. And then the last episode, I think, comes out right after WrestleMania weekend. And I'll just kind of watch like a couple like if I hear, oh, you got to hear this promo, I'll go and watch it. Or look what Sami Zayn did. And you, you pull it up on YouTube. Watch. So I catch up on wrestling in like 10 minute chunks. Okay. And then. They have the premium live events, your WrestleManias, your Royal Rumbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll often watch those live because you still get a great experience. They also recap pretty much everything you need to know before the match comes out. So I would say, like, that would be a good place to start. But also, you mentioned NXT. Here's what I would say. Go back to season one. Well, not season one. Hold on, because that's the shitty stuff. Uh... Well, I mean, now we're bogging ourselves down, but like we were looking for like a starting on point. So do you, are there still 12 big like pay-per-views per year? Yeah. Then. Yep. Yeah. And so like, if you're going to get into it, you kind of need to get into those, right? Uh, I mean, if you're going to get into it, like, why would you not be into those are my favorite thing? Like, so WrestleMania is coming up. You could just kind of start following the storylines going into WrestleMania and yeah. um, see who, I mean, there's some familiar names that you've learned, like Sami Zayn has been right, kind of right, really right. big lately. 
um nakamura will be around there um that sort of stuff so um like if someone were to get into it i mean i don't know how you get into it these days because the thing about wrestling for me is i didn't have to get into it sure. it came on tv it just was and i'm like this is my shit i yeah, instantly I loved it i i don't know I, I can't compare it to any really much else in my life where it was just I get, like I get I get this you. is what I love. I love this. And um yeah. So yeah. uh I may maybe I'll see if there's like there's some really good stories you can follow. Like all the stuff with Sami Zayn recently has been amazing. Like people are like, this shit deserves an Emmy. Um because of the the long form storytelling. Um but you could all check out just about any NXT uh, takeover pay-per-views from the last 10 years. Those are all good. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I personally, I think AEW might be a little easier to get into because there's so much less content. Yeah. But you can also catch up really easily on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, famously... Dave Meltzer rates these matches on a scale of one to five stars. Uh, this not your favorite match. Um, how no. would you rate this one? This is this is like a four one. Better just, than Nakamura Zane. Woo! And you know what? I wonder if I rewatched that, what how I would feel now. Yeah, and having a little more like interest into it because I, I the interest has got getting to me, you know, watching the physicality of these guys is kind of crazy, you know, watching. I mean, the zany stuff is crazy, right? Table yeah. sliders and chairs is fantastic. You're not going to tell me otherwise, right? You know, I can't be convinced. You know, right. this one had a chair, at least. Thank goodness. Well, like I said, we're going to get the last match is going to be one on one is like a 28 minute match. And we'll see if, if you come out of that, be like, that was the shit, which it is. It's awesome. But, you know. Yeah, I'm interested to see how I'm going to feel after that. Uh, I know we have some a couple more in between there, here and there. Um, it was fine. This was fine. I, I it was it was I think you had kind of warned me that we were not I was not going to super dig this one. And so I just kind of went into it being like, OK, it's probably just going to be kind of basic, but it was OK. It was fine. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I think this is one that really proves the point you made. It's like part of the appeal of this one was how awesome like the lead up was, how badly yeah. we wanted we wanted our guy Goldberg to win, you know, and how much we hated Hulk Hogan, you know. Yeah, and I don't think I have enough to appreciate this for what it should be. Yeah. I don't think I have that knowledge. Um, but I can see, like, I, I can get the meaning. I get behind it and go, okay, yeah, that's cool. You can look you at know. this crowd and be like, damn, they yeah, love for sure. this shit. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Yeah, and I bet, like, middle school me, junior high me would have really dug this had I been following it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, what a cool, like, I remember Monday night this was. I was working, I think, lawn maintenance at the time, working with my friend. Bro, it's Monday night. I can't wait to get home. Oh, it's Monday night. Like we just loved Monday nights. Yeah. It, yeah. It was awesome. I get that way. I, I get you yeah, because I was, 
you know, in high school, I was that way with like football, with like college, yeah. uh, professional football, where like on Tuesday, I was like, damn, man, like Sunday is a long time away. And then they would start, they started to do like Thursday night footballs. And I'd be like, man, there's like only three days between now and football again. And then like Friday, I would be like, man, there's only like a day between now and football again. And I, I, I'll get that way like in another month because the football season's over. And I'll be like, oh man, it's only like three months away till football. You never have to you worry know? about that so, with wrestling. Shit's always on TV. That's like, what's, that's see, virtually that's so, every night. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I think Thursday know? might be the only night you can't watch professional wrestling on TV. And but I'm you can go to YouTube guy, and watch it. I'll get into it and I'll start going on the wrestling subreddits. And then I'll look up to see what the rest, best wrestling podcasts are. Right, like that's what I do. Yeah, I get like into that kind of stuff, and I like I can dig into that. And there's a lot of this that I feel like I could get into it once I like spent the time to get to know things. Like I last year tried to get into hockey, so I started like watching the Columbus Blue Jackets more and more, and reading about like the players on the team and that kind of stuff. And then like this year, they just absolutely sucked. Yeah, like just terrible. They literally had just recently traded like a couple of guys. And for a couple of other guys and the guys that are now joining the team are like, I don't really want to be here. Can you please trade me as well? (laughs) And I I feel that because I'm like, this is just like I can't get into it Um, because it's just not like they're not good. You picked the wrong year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had you been there like a Pittsburgh fan and Sidney Crosby smoking everyone. Yeah. 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 I hate Pittsburgh. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. I uh, made your city burn in the ground. Uh, Everything about Pittsburgh, the Pirates, the Penguins. Okay. All right. All of nobody uh, cares. If you're in Pittsburgh, stop Actually, listening to this podcast uh, this reminds right now. Me, That's how uh, much I don't want you to no, listen. No, I'll give you a quote from Bret Hart when he was, uh, there's a period of time where Bret Hart was a bad guy in the United States. As soon as he crossed the Canadian border, he was John. Like, people loved him in Canada. Oh. Man, and that's uh, yeah. it was an amazing time. And so Bret Hart gets on the mic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think that's the city. I could be wrong. But he says. Last week, I said the United States of America was one big giant toilet bowl. If you were going to give the United States of America an enema. You think the hole is right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's fantastic. The best. Uh, uh, he's good. That's like, that's like when legend. Urban Meyer joined the Buckeyes. Where I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. And then I was like, oh, but he's my bad guy. Like yeah, It's okay because he's, he's my villain. That's how you I know? felt when Tom Brady came to Tampa. And, yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, for And now sure, that he's I gone, like... I hate his guts again. Yeah. yeah um, actually, and I'm yeah, like, right. I've always preferred Peyton Manning. I just have. Yeah. He's a better guy. Anyway, we're way off topic. Yeah, so, what are we watching next week? What, what are we, we watching, watching next week? week? This is a match I've put off and put off and put off because you wanted to see people get killed in the ring. So I've talked many times about my favorite booth in professional wrestling. Okay. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan. You've heard Bobby many times. Now it's time to hear the best booth in wrestling. We're going to watch from 1992. I'm really going to test you a little bit on here. Okay. From, so this is considered by many people. You've heard me talk about the Royal Rumble, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so the Royal Rumble it. is an annual. It's my favorite event in the wrestling calendar. It's an annual match that pits 30 wrestlers against each other. 
Oh, they this come is out, fantastic. They come out in intervals, right? You start two in the ring, every what, one minute or 90 seconds, they add another one, and the ring just starts to fill up. And you lose by being thrown over the top rope and your feet hitting the floor. Oh, that's and fantastic. And so you just kind of eliminate down to one winner. So this year, the 1992, just to give you some backstory, the championship has been vacated. So in order to determine the new world champion, the oh. winner of the 92 Royal Rumble match will be the world champion. Okay. So we're going to build up to these. You're going to get to hear the greatest booth in wrestling, and you're going to get to see pretty much every childhood hero I've ever had in one match. Like, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's... I was skimming the thing. I'm like, Oh, that match is on here. Oh shit. Roddy Piper's on. like, you're going to get all the goods. Um, and then after the match, the winner is going to cut a promo or word of the day. I'd like you to okay. watch that promo. Cause it's quite famous. Um, it is going to be a longer match because of oh, the nature of it, but sounds, I think it, that sounds fantastic though. I think it will hold your attention because the Royal Rumble's fucking awesome. Like, like my son, he he'll be like kind of like he's kind of like you actually, where he'll be like ho hum on wrestling like a one on one match. It doesn't do much for him. Like I took him to some shows, but as soon as you get a tag team match where there's four people, yeah. and then he's like on board. He's like hell yeah, um, and he loves watching the Royal Rumble because he's like who's coming out next? Who's coming out? It's awesome, and you can good. honestly like if you want to just have a good evening, just pick a Royal Rumble. Most of them are good. Um, but if you have any one any recommendations, I have a few. But anyway, so we're gonna watch that. I'm excited just because it is like I would. This is what I rented when I went to Blockbuster. Okay. This era is like interesting. What I go to Blockbuster, my brother would get a game, my dad would get a movie, and I'd rent a Royal, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble. I'd rent a WrestleMania. I'd rent a Survivor Series. I'd rent the the wrestling, and I'd watch it over and over until I had to return it because it was my shit. And back in the day, we didn't have video on demand. All right. Deal with it. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to plug, Elliot? Uh, yeah, you can always go to Gaming Nexus and see my reviews uh, there. I'm on Twitter. Um, I guess I'm on Twitter. I don't know, man. The more You're I not the older, I'm really not anymore. It's just Neither not, am I. I should be. To promote my of podcasts and so, well, really yeah. for me, it was like as soon as Elon took over, I'm like, that's how I, I feel too. Yeah, I, I feel like, that hmm. way too. I, yeah. So no, I mean, Gaming Nexus, man. You can you see go. me and Eric and uh, all, all of the our good other folks. cohort cohorts over there. So also We're very controversial can, um, over there too. We do some of us review games highly that ever the people are shit on or vice versa. So oh, believe me. I'm familiar. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to hear more from Elliot, you can check out Spielberg chronologically. Just find oh, that yeah. feed, search Jurassic, and he's on all of those episodes. Yeah, I'm excited to start that up again. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can check out, of course, Spielberg chronologically, the movie Draft House, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm at Podcast by Jeff on Twitter. We'll see you next week for Royal Rumble 1992. I'm watching this shit tonight. I love this. Mm. <laughs> all right. Catch I you later. I love. I love that I was compared to your elementary school child. You're just like my third grade child. Oh, great. Why is that a problem? The, no, the no, per- no, nothing wrong with that. One of the no. two people I love That's most good in for the world. Him. Oh, me and your, your child? That's no. man. Wow, you should, your wife, you're married, you're a married man.
You're an idiot. All right. I'll see you next week.